0: If you're gonna race cars, mate, you're gonna crash cars. Are you telling me you made a time machine out of a McLaren. Oh like my dad always says you shouldn't hit boys, mate. Oh uh, well we're not friends. Well racing is <sighs> it's life. Anything that happens before or after. Just waiting. You're listening to The Grid Girls with Saski and Sarah. Sarah Connors? Hello. <laughs> we have reached the penultimate weekend or the penultimate race of the season.
1: The penultimate because, podcast.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> we would to say it's the penultimate podcast, but I think... We're of the season. Yeah. Of, of the Formula One season. And we did start this podcast as a Formula One podcast.
1: We do. It, it did kind of uh,
0: get a little off track, but it's I think that's for the bit, better. It's become a little bit... Motorsporty, yeah, that's fine. I though. mean, I hope. I mean, it'll be even more motorsporty yeah. next year when I manage to actually pay attention to the IndyCar for a season. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, listen, it's really hard to talk for an hour and a half about F1 races that aren't very exciting. So why not add other stuff in?
0: I mean, we could talk about the U.S. Grand Prix for like I could talk about episodes. that race
1: for like eighteen years, but that's you one out of Whatever. That
0: forever. And and this year, we could definitely talk about that race for an hour and a half without running out of anything to say, because it was incredible. <laughs> but for every incredible USGP, we have the Brazilian Grand Prix. We do.
1: We do. On a scale you
0: of can... 1 to 10, with 10 being I actually fell asleep and it was that boring, where would you put the Brazilian Grand Prix? 11, 12, maybe? No, no, no. no. I'd give it like an 8.5,
1: because max for 7. Max
0: Verstappen, yes. that's, that's, and, that's... And Max, Max Verstappen and Valtteri Bottas' opening move. hmm
1: That was pretty good. That was pretty good.
0: They're worth at least a point and a half on this slightly exciting scale.
1: Not I mean, having to see Lewis Hamilton on the top step eh, it gets a little bit of a, a boost, a boost there. I mean, I'm yes. biased. I mean, fine. Yeah. We all know this.
0: Yeah, it's not like we pretend that we're impartial observers here. We're not Lewis Hamilton fans. We prefer – we're very much hashtag Team Rosberg, if that is the hashtag. I'm not sure. I think it is. I don't really – I mean, to be fair – Hashtag Nico and Nico's cat. Yes, and his dog.
1: He's a very cute dog. Um, Yeah, but, I mean, so, no, it wasn't very exciting. It honestly was not. I guess, yeah, let's launch right into that. Um. I, I was glad to see a little bit of variety and not variety from the last couple of weeks because obviously he won in Mexico as well. He won in
0: Mexico and this was the sixth race in a row he qualified on pole. And it was good to see him actually <laughs> hang
1: on, on to pole. the first, the first
0: position. Sixth like, race in a row, sixth TV. of the season. I cried. Yeah. Yeah. And the best part was he was still <laughs> in pole position after the third corner.
1: Right, which, you know, isn't always the case. God damn it.
0: Yeah. Look look, I like Nico Rosberg, and we're gonna make this this the Mark Webber reference like three minutes into this podcast. But starting isn't necessarily the strong suit there.
1: Did you know that he is almost I think there's one person still ahead of him. Um he's won the second most number of races without winning a world championship. Are
0: you talking Nico Rosberg? Yeah
1: i was like i know mark weber's up there i don't think he I was like
0: money. i don't think mark is in fun because i think i believe mark weber only won nine races i mean it? it could be worse you could have the dubious record that nick Heidfeld has oh
1: that poor guy what is it like the most races started without a podium I, or something
0: look, i think nick Heidfeld's record is um the most races that uh i'm, I'm literally pulling it up now uh most races I think it's the most podiums without a win and then the most uh, points without a win. And I think then it's like the most wins without... Yeah, most races without a win is actually not Nick Heidfeld. It's Andre De Cesaris, who unfortunately passed away earlier this year. It's Nick Heidfeld with 185 races without a win. The The current record for most points without a win... The top three are all current drivers. I'm oh, Can you guess? Can you I guess? I bet one of them's Nico Hulkenberg.
1: Yes, third. <laughs> yeah. uh, current drivers without a win.
0: You said without a win. Nico Hulkenberg has ninety five races for ninety three starts for two hundred eighty four points. Um... Your second driver has eighty two races for two hundred eighty five points, and your first place is 56 races for 326 points. Now, you have to remember that points have become higher in recent no, years, yeah, yeah, okay. so the so, number so, is a little bit so. disproportionate, but... are these? You said this is without a win, not without a podium One, two, right? three, current drivers never want a race. Is Bottas one of them? He's one. only... Really? Bottas has 56 races for 326 points, and he's never won a race.
1: Oh, yeah. RJ's in the chat here, and he says, is it Sergio Perez?
0: Sergio Perez is four. Sergio oh, Perez man. has 95 entries for 256 points.
1: Hmm. This is good. This is a good one. I know there's always, like, a team that I forget about. It's not Kvyat because he's a baby. Kvyat is
0: ninth. He okay. has 37 races for 102 points. <laughs> I'll read you from the bottom up. Okay. 10 is Martin Brundle, 156 races, 98 points. Daniel Fiat is ninth. Uh, Daniel Kvyat. Fiat. Yeah, Paul Resta has fifty-eight races for one hundred twenty-one points. Adrian Sutil has one hundred twenty-eight races for one hundred twenty-four points. Kamui Kobayashi wow. has seventy-six races for one hundred twenty-five points. You then get to Sergio Perez at fifth. Nick Heidfeld has one hundred eighty-five races for two hundred fifty-nine points. You have Hulkenberg at Hulkenberg at third, or as I learned this week, it's Hulkenberg. Someone was like that's not <laughs> it's not actually Hulkenberg and I was like oh my bad don't speak german no Hulkenberg yeah. um Valtteri Bottas is 1 but who's 2 current driver
1: This pains me
0: Um Oh
1: yeah is it Kerez <laughs> <RJ
0: nailed it. laughs> I, I was really like, I'm going to count you down to five. If you haven't got it, I'm going to tell you the answer. I should have known
1: that too, because I've seen him be on a podium, but obviously he's never won. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, he has okay. never won. But most podiums without a win, Nick Heidfeld is the current leader of that category. He has 13 podiums without a win. <laughs> uh, Romain, Grosjean, Romain Grosjean has 10 podiums which means he's fourth, uh, tied for eight. Valtteri Bottas has eight podiums without a win. And 10th is Sergio Perez. who has five podiums without a win, tied That's with right, Andre right. De Cesaris. Huh. Interesting. Yep. Now, what were we talking about before I got lost in the? I have to admit, I and I love the, list, the Formula One driver records page on Wikipedia because there are some <laughs> amazingly obscure stats in there. Like like most wins at the same Grand Prix or most consecutive wins or most wins to start a season or most wins by a, most wins by a driver who has never won a world championship.
1: See Nico's up there on that list. I think Nico
0: is second. Yes.
1: There's one person ahead of him. And I, is it
0: DC? Technically, no, DC is tied with Nico. Okay. There is one person ahead of him and we know the name. It's old school. It's British. It's very old school. It's like nineteen fifties to sixties old school. Who is it? Sterling Moss won sixteen races without a world, without winning a world championship. I believe he came second maybe like four times. It was actually an article on us. Look, I can't tell you if it was Autosports or Motorsports or anything. One of those websites. One of those websites actually had an article recently about the top. I think the top eight drivers that didn't have a world championship. And um, Sterling was, was up there because they introduced the world championship, I think, in about 1954. I think it was mm-hmm. uh, from looking at this, I believe 1954 was the first year they were introduced a world championship. And then he came 13th that year. And then in 55, he came second. In 56, he came second. In 57, he came second. In 58, he came second. In 59, he came third. In 60, he came third. And then in 61, he came third. Yeah. yeah. So it was one of those races. So where... he had
1: some time to win all those races, he had some I think,
0: time. yeah,
1: yeah. So interesting, interesting. Um, I was gonna ask but, something else about that was, record, Busco page, Busco but yeah, yeah that's pretty interesting.
0: And then he won.
1: Mm-hmm. Good, very good.
0: That's yeah, it's excellent. I'm
1: so mad that like he's actually doing stuff now that it doesn't matter anymore. Well, that's the thing. Like, we were is this an indicator... This. Is this an indicator for 2016? Is this just a, a thing where he can't perform under pressure? Like, what are what is wrong with you?
0: What yeah, is wrong with you? It's just an indicator that he's gearing up for... Look, if we want to say this is an indicator for gearing up for the next season, didn't he do really well towards the end of last season as well? Yeah, he did.
1: Until his look, car died at Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Well,
0: look, Abu Dhabi was never going to happen. We'd already ascertained that at a certain point there.
1: My pain. I hope It'll, you can feel it through your computer screen. I can. Seat. I can. <laughs> I
0: mean, he does so well after it stops counting. And you're kind of like, like, really? Really? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It's fine. Hey, yeah. you know what it's we get? It's so, fine. talk
0: about it. No, it's no, fine. it's no, fine. fine. No, I'm
1: looking forward to Abu Dhabi this year because it doesn't matter. And there's GP2. It's not so, Double
0: Point. It's not,
1: I thought it was. Oh, what? I guess not. Okay. What? Well, Double it, points that, that,
0: that, they, that, that survived one year and then everyone okay. realized it was shit.
1: As they should have. Um no, I'm excited about GP2 next weekend though.
0: We're uh, always excited about GP2 I know. for very different reasons. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, you need to you need to have better better taste in people.
0: I was way. literally just about to start talking about <laughs> Stoffel Van Dorn. So He's
1: great. He is fantastic. I am Stoffel excited Van to Dorn see is him. Great,
0: but if I've Sorry, to, to segue back to one of my other favorite McLaren drivers who no longer is a McLaren driver. If I'm Kevin Magnussen, how pissed am I that Stoffel van Dorn is testing Super Formula and possibly getting to race it next year? Yeah, that's
1: pretty excellent. Because yeah, why wouldn't they let him do that last year? Like, exactly.
0: that's so stupid. Yep. It's like, you, you kept Stoffel van Dorn because he won a GP2 championship when you didn't let, St- you didn't let Kevin Magnussen race anything. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, if I'm Kevin Magnussen, I'm like, you know what? Do you know that they took a team photo in Brazil of the, the 2015 McLaren race crew and race thing? Do you know who was not in that photo? Kevin
1: Magnussen. Yeah, of course, because <laughs> they fired him on his birthday, like a month beforehand.
0: Like, at least if you're going to say, like, we're replacing the guy for next year, at least make a token effort to include him in the rest of the season. No, no. <laughs> like, like, oh, Ron Dennis. Oh, sorry. You can fuck up. Like, I don't know how what Kevin Magnuson hasn't resorted to alcoholism at this point. I'm really I'm really
1: curious to see where he ends up next year. If he ends up anywhere. I mean, I'm sure it'll be in WEC somewhere. Here's Probably not.
0: Here's the thing. Who has new spots for drivers in WEC? If you're um, forced... Plenty of teams. No, let, no, 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 no. Let me, no, not... me finish. Let me finish. I know that. Porsche keeps testing all these drivers. And I'm like, you're, why are you testing all these drivers? You're not getting rid of anybody. And, like, I don't think Kevin Magnussen wants to sign. And I know you don't like Mitch Evans, but even Mitch Evans wants to sign when you just get to race. Like, they're like, oh, well, this guy is eyeing Nico Hülkenberg's seat. I'm like, dude, Nico Hülkenberg raced two races last year. Two. Yeah. Well, it like, would, be, like it it would be his Le
1: seat only, I'm yeah. sure. yeah. Cause, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, I was just anyways. like, like, oh, I wanted him to go and race like IndyCar, which is not going to happen because there's no seats in IndyCar, which we're going to talk about later in this podcast. Uh, yeah, I yeah, we are. Sarah, Sarah has a lot of IndyCar pain. Why? Most of it relates to Sage Karam, everyone's favorite trash boy.
1: Why did they do shirts for Sage if he wasn't going to have a seat next year? Why would you do this to me? I can't. All right. So, because, to, uh,
0: because your emotional well being is not their number one priority. I don't give a crap. It's bullshit. Okay. It let's, be. let's talk about Brazil. Nico, Nico, Nico Rosberg was on poll. Nico Rosberg won the race. But we've other said stuff this like happened.
1: five times already. That is yeah, basically yeah. it. Max Verstappen look, made some really look. great overtaking moves at the Senna S's. Um, and then Lewis Hamilton claimed it was impossible to overtake at the Senna S's. Let's
0: talk about this whole strategy this that went down.
1: Oh, the Mercedes stuff. Yeah, so
0: Mercedes share one strategist for two cars, which is fine. It makes it keeps things equal. I put it, and 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 the idea of keeping things equal is both, I guess, good and bad at the same time. I think it's
1: great, honestly. It, it keeps I, them. Not,
0: I like it from the fairness perspective, from a wanting not to cry myself to sleep and how boring the races are <laughs> perspective.
1: Yeah, that's true. I would rather they keep it fair though, because if they don't, someone's gonna end up crying their face out at the end of the
0: race. Because if they don't, don't it turns into Red Bull from two thousand to two thousand and three. Yes. Yes. And we all know how that worked out. God.
1: Yeah, I don't want any multi twenty one bullshit, please.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Did you not? Did you not hear that multi twenty? Oh, oh, you thought they said overtake him? Oh, okay. That being said, yes, as someone just pointed out in our Twitter chat Twitter chat, okay, firstly, Kevin Anderson almost raced in Australia. Well, almost isn't got to.
1: His <laughs> middle name is almost at this Kevin point. Mason's like
0: almost. Oh, he almost raced in Australia, but the car died on the opening lap, which is basically the entire summary of the McLaren season. And he almost got a seat at Haas, but they signed Romain Grosjean. And he almost got to race at Le Mans, but it didn't happen in time. Like seriously. Secondly, yes, Mercedes' response to the armchair strategist and send us your CV with solid social media goal. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, so they, they, they're they they usually on point with social media. Yeah. So that's not and, really a surprise, and, and, and but
0: my response was never that, oh, I think you should adopt this strategy. It would just find it, it would be interesting to see a team compete with, with differing strategies in that sense. That being said, it would become an argument because I'm pretty sure both Nico and Lewis like that strategist, and neither of them wants to give him up. Yeah, exactly. they're like, "Oh, but I want him! But I want him! But I'm the so one. So the uh, the but actual <laughs> the actual um
1: controversy wasn't really a controversy with, with, so much with,
0: as it was funny ears yeah. to say how seriously we think of that.
1: Um was mostly from Lewis's side of the garage just because he had to follow the strategy and Nico was ahead of him. It's not like any time Nico's behind him and he's never going to complain about the strategy then, no, except no. for that one time in Monaco, but we don't talk about that anymore.
0: We don't talk about that. I mean, look, it—it's Formula One drivers aren't good losers. None of them are, and that's what makes them good at what they do.
1: No, that's not what makes them get what they
0: do. What are you even talking about? The ability to have a single-minded focus on winning and winning and, and, and a single-minded focus on doing what it takes. I mean, people are like, oh, they, le- they should learn to be a good loser. I feel like there's two kinds of good losers. There's like a good loser in the fact that you lost and you take it like an adult and you don't make a scene, but you take it as something to improve on is one kind of good loser. And then there's the other guy that's like, oh, well I lost. Those guys don't exist in F1. No. The first one, they exist in F1. You have to put on a
1: face after the race and not act like a child. You have you to can... have
0: actually listened to your media training and your PR right. hammer.
1: <laughs> Which they do mostly. So it's not like it's that big of a deal. I work okay, with athletes. So I... other stuff from Brazil. Uh, I... Carlos
0: Sainz's car just Colonel
1: died. just yeah. He didn't, he qualified in the top 10 and then he had to uh, start from the pit lane, right? Carlos Sainz
0: qualified in, uh, let me just check here. I have it written (laughs) down. Carlos Sainz qualified in 12th, but ended up in uh, 10th after the grid penalties uh, for other drivers. Um, So he started technically in 10th, didn't get on the grid. The car died on the opening lap. uh, So we had to start from the pit lane. At which point he got, I think, three corners, and then the car died again. Oh, yeah. And like, I, 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 I'm surprised they didn't like make him walk back to the like. Just there's just this picture, and he's like, uh, and then they showed him on the pit wall, and he's smiling. I'm like, fuck, you were the happiest guy going around right now, particularly after that.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, yeah, that was that was that was too bad. Uh, Pastor Maldonado red flagged the race again.
0: No, he didn't red flag. He, 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 um, he, 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 he just hit a salvo. He
1: just he like just plowed hit. into the side of a salvo.
0: Look, my favorite part of it what, about Pastor Maldonado was I, it was, it was, I, it was pure Pastor Maldonado, vintage Pastor Maldonado. You were like, what the shit are you doing? <laughs> and this salvo is this, this all of a sudden the wrong way around. And Maldonado is like, oh, bye. Bye. I'm out of here. I loved, um, Red Bull's, uh, Red Bull Spies picture of him and his three stars on his hat. And I think they are based off the Venezuelan flag, but I loved Red Bull Spies caption that Maldonado adds a new star every time he red flags a race. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I thought that was, that was quite, um, that was pretty clever. That was very good trolling <laughs> on their behalf. Um, The race is boring. There's not a whole lot to talk about, but the part that I... The part that was beautiful was
1: Fernando Alonso. Okay, we got to talk about Nando.
0: Let's talk about places Alonso would rather be. What a beautiful meme. What a a beautiful (laughs) meme. And what a... It starts with the car breaking down and him sitting on the fence like the wall, like the saddest person ever. And then he climbs essentially up a hill and takes a marshal's chair. And it's like, oh no, don't come and get me. I'm fine sitting here watching qualifying. I'm just
1: gonna sun myself a little bit, enjoy this weather.
0: He was like a majestic Spanish lion. <laughs> he wore, like, just sitting there like And like you you okay, have to man. think that
1: he he knew the camera was on him because oh, his course, hair was just like
0: Fluttering majestically I in the breeze, you know like, the is camera beautiful. was on him because he literally looks over his shoulder at the camera, and, <laughs> and you're yeah. like, "Oh, you're nothing if not vain." Listen,
1: it's great because he's having a terrible season, and he can at least still have a, a sense of humor about this shit. That look, good the, for you, son.
0: Places Alonso would rather be, I reckon, is probably the single best meme F one had this year if not in F1-meaning history, because I don't think there really <laughs> is a history of it. There was
1: one. There was one a couple of years ago that I really liked. and, and it was, was just,
0: I think it was Maldonado flipping no, Esteban Gutiérrez, because no, no, no. that one was funny.
1: It was. Do you remember when we watched the Korean Grand Prix in 2013? The first one.
0: I where, don't where think I do, because I think I got drunk. No, that, that was the one
1: that you and I were Skyping for, yeah, and Josh I... Andrew was there.
0: Yeah, 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 and it and um, uh, our friend in Texas that isn't Pat that is a hockey friend. Um, oh, Christian, is... Christian, yeah. I was like, it begins with K, and I think I got drunk because I like like the race finished and I fell asleep and woke up like five hours later on my floor. Nice.
1: Um, that race there was a safety car, and remember that like the medical jeep went out ahead of the safety car and. Uh, there was a meme that was like, they told me I could be anything, so I became an <laughs> F1 car, and it's just a Jeep <laughs> driving down the track ahead of all the That one was good. But, I yeah, like no. This uh, a
0: life of its own. Yeah, apparently he saw
1: the places Alonzo would rather be memes, too, which is oh, delightful.
0: Oh. I'm just picturing him sitting there going, oh, I like this one. No, this yep. one's good. This one's good.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that was Brazil, basically. That was Brazil.
0: It was boring, and let's move on. Yeah,
1: can I cry about IndyCar yet? Yeah. Is it time? Can I do this yeah, thing? Yeah, okay. It's time. You can start. Everything is bad and nothing is good. That's basically it. No. Wait a second, um, that's a
0: lie. You're getting a Boston. You're getting a Boston IndyCar race. So you can't be that oh, yeah. sad. Actually,
1: let's start with the good news. Apparently, that's like for sure going ahead now. They uh they sorted their shit out with all the condo boards, which is nice. Um, other good news. There's only a hundred and nine days until the first race. Hooray! Yeah. I just like um, to point out
0: that's nearly a third of the year.
1: Listen, why, why you got to rain on my parade, Sasky? Why why you got to hate?
0: Because I, I am a rain cloud. You're hashtag
1: rude. You're hashtag rude. Um, we got the news today that uh, Sage Karam is not coming back to Chip Ganassi Racing, which is honestly the worst thing I could ever hear in my life. I,
0: okay. Firstly, I feel like you'd be sad <laughs> if it was Yo- if it was Joseph not coming back. I would. Yeah. So let's put this into perspective. It's not the worst thing you've ever heard, but it's still it's really disappointing bad. news. It is. It is the um, worst thing you ever heard is the announcement that Alex Rossi isn't driving for Manor next year. <laughs>
1: That has not happened yet. Do not even don't even do this to me. Um but, yeah, so so that announcement came out today. He still wants to have some sort of affiliation with Chip Ganassi. So I guess he's probably going to drive in Global Rallycross or IMSA next year and then go maybe go back to
0: IndyCar in 2017. The one thing that I like not that I appreciate that I always find funny in these situations is like uh the articles that always come out that's like Sage Karam isn't driving for Chip Ganassi, but remains hopeful of an IndyCar drive or like Kevin Magnuson is hopeful that this seat is coming. And, and like they had these articles And like maths tells you that these guys aren't going to get a drive because there isn't any seat. And you read yeah. these articles and you're like, why are you writing this? You're giving me, you're making me read a thousand words. of shit. That isn't going to happen.
1: Yeah. There are actually a few seats left in IndyCar. Um, obviously there's always the Indy 500 where there are 33 entries. So a lot of teams do like a one-off um, there's one seat left on the Honda side. And I think there's a few left on the Chevy side as well. So if he doesn't want to stay affiliated with Chip Ganassi, he can go somewhere else. Maybe, I don't know. I'm hopeful, but I would also, I mean, it'd be okay to see him in IMSA or global rally cross for a year just, and then come back. He's 20. I mean, it's not like he's got time. He's
0: young, Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's the thing, like, Sage Karam did Indie Lights? Yes. Yeah, and did well in Indie Lights? Yes. It's kind of hard when you do well at something like Indie Lights and you're 20. And then you're like, oh, like there's, you know, because like at least in the things like GP2 and GP3, you do two or three seasons almost at like you do a season or two at three and a season or two at two. So you kind of get like a three or four year kind of, well, they have that for so the, the good for in the lead drivers, but like if you've done really well in Indy Lights and you're like 17 or 18 or 19, it's a bit like. Well,
1: well you've got. There are other things you can do besides IndyCar. There's IMSA. There's you know, um, I mean, global rallycross is there. There's other sports car series. There's yeah, yeah. NASCAR. Um, so there are options. It's, it's not always just just interesting.
0: IndyCar. It's just always interesting when you have a, when you you drop in and out of open wheel.
1: Yeah, which is more common over here anyway. So. Yeah, which
0: is definitely more common in North America than in, 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 in Europe. Yep, yep, that right. being said, we saw Pascal Willing uh, win the DTM title this year. So, What a guy. I hope he gets
1: the other manor seat. That would be amazing.
0: He's like, what, 20,
1: something like that? He's 20. he's a tiny oh, child. Yep. He is. Yep. That would be good. Yeah, I got to see him test in Austria. That was fun.
0: So, Sage Karam's left Chip Ganassi yes Bump I, I didn't depressing. i didn't know when i've opened up today and you're i've just seen your tweets and i was like oh, oh that, that, that's what we're gonna be talking <laughs> well, <about> tonight
1: <laughs> um sadly relevant to that sorry my neighbors are yelling and i'm not really sure why i can hear it from here i know, I know. the noise comes up through the vent and it's really annoying um Anyways. I'm going to read that in because that's funny. <laughs> Why would you do this? Okay, fine. <laughs> Special guests, my downstairs neighbors. Hello, friends. Um, sadly, kind of pertinent to that, um, IndyCar also announced today that they're adding new safety features for the cars next year, on, specifically on the super speedways. Yep. Um, so Pocono and Indy. And,
0: yep.
1: um, yeah, and uh, that's mostly because of Justin Wilson's accident, which also was the last race Sa- Sage Karam drove at where he was on pace for a podium and his nose cone flew off and hit Justin Wilson's car.
0: It's so. always, it's always interesting when you see these new safety advancements, because part of you was like, Oh, well, why wasn't that done before? But the right. other part of you is also like, well, you don't- it was such a
1: freak it's- accident that like, no yeah. one ever really and thought of it.
0: Exactly. You don't necessarily understand the full eventuality of every risk that you could possibly have until often those risks eventuate. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's t- like, to
1: keep the, the back wing and the front nose cone on um, there's something else that is going to be on the bottom of the car so that when it spins 90 degrees, like the car won't lift into the air, which happens which a lot. A, oh my gosh. I don't know. Which is a lot of this.
0: the, I was going to say, is that a lot of the problems we saw in Indianapolis?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's really common at like specifically the Indian motor speedway. Um, we saw it in qualifying at Pocono where Charlie Kimball took the second corner, weirdly, and then when he was coming into turn three, his car actually lifted off the ground and flew into the fencing, like the fencing above the big cement barrier. Um, he was fine, but, you know, your car should not leave the ground. It's not a fucking no. airplane. Like, no. it's a car. It's this is not, out.
0: yeah, this is not 1999 Lamons Le Mans and... It's, even,
1: even that shouldn't happen. Like, this is just, yeah, this yeah. is not good. So, well, yeah, that's... that's,
0: that's what, 1999 Le Mans, I don't think, I can't think of what team it was, but their car flipped twice in practice and Le Mans were like, you're not racing. You can't you're not allowed to race. This is not happening. Like that car isn't safe. Like this is not a plane. We're done.
1: Yeah. So, uh, those are some good new additions. I think that's fine. They announced those today. Just changes to the car for next year. um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Kat. Obviously,
0: you can't see because this is a podcast, but Sarah's cat just made a guest appearance. Just stuck her, her butt in my face cat. as
1: cats do. It's fine. Um, yep. So that is pretty much it for IndyCar stuff that's new. Um, Ryan Hunter Ray drove in the race of champions and did okay. That was fun
0: i yeah Race of champions looks like a lot of fun i didn't see any of the racing i mostly followed it by twitter and, and and instagram and that they looked like they had a good time mm-hmm. i think at one point nico hulkenberg tried to get away because sebastian Vettel was trying to kiss him okay. he's like come on, you know, in celebration we're like well i look i mean if i was that close and celebratory and nico hulkenberg i'd probably be inclined to try my luck as well why
1: not Um, one thing about Race of Champions that I was hella annoyed at this year, and you probably know where this is going, um, why was there a Team Brazil and also a Team Americas? That's not how this works. Why is this- Wait a second. You could find two American drivers for
0: this goddamn thing? No, you needed to find two American champion drivers.
1: Bullshit. Scott Speed just won Global Rallycross. Bring him in. He's amazing.
0: Was Scott seemed free on the weekend? Probably, who probably. else? Who, who else raced with Ryan Hunter Ray? Like who was his teammate?
1: Uh Justin Wilson. <laughs> he he drove for Andretti. Ryan Hunter. No, 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 no,
0: no, no, I met, oh, okay, at, okay. At, at,
1: God, I was, was like, uh, was like uh, was uh, that's no. awkward. In Indy, that was his teammate. Um I don't remember. Some like World Touring Car Champion. Won,
0: who, who won IndyCar this year? It was... Uh, Scott, Scott
1: Dixon. Dixon.
0: I was like, American. well, you can't have... Him. I was like, yeah. I was like, well, you should have the guy that won... Uh, no, Scott Dixon is from New Zealand.
1: That's, that's problematic. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, I, I, it was some guy from, I believe, Argentina? Somewhere in well, South so, America. they were,
0: I they were Team
1: America's. Yeah, but there's also a Team Brazil. Like, Brazil is in the Americas.
0: This is bullshit. Yeah.
1: I was, Jose Maria Lopez.
0: I, I yeah. wanted to see the problem. There was a Team Australia, so I don't really care.
1: Get away from me. Get away from me right now. Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> Race of Champions was fun. I watched a bunch of it at work. Um, it's ridiculous. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, these cars, like the Ariel Atom they were driving around was really cool. Uh, they drove a Euro NASCAR, which is Basically, like driving a Euro NASCAR car on a karting track. So you know, Pascal Verline dumped it into the barriers a couple times. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Susie Wolf didn't win a single heat, which was really depressing. Um, she did
0: win the entire thing last year, though.
1: Yeah, well, re- the Nations Cup with David Coulthard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nations Cup was fun. I don't know. I so, liked yeah. that they ran a Young Stars team with uh, Verline and and. Um, Julian Palmer. Yeah.
0: Yes. I was looking at it. I was like, exactly how are you? Oh, that's how you're pitching this team. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, that's fair. GP2 champion, DTM champion. They're both like tiny children. That's fine.
0: I was like, Oh, Jolene won GP2 last year.
1: Yeah.
0: I was confused for a second. I was like, I'm pretty sure Stoffel won. No. Yeah. I don't know. That was race of champions. Race I'm sure champions, you want to talk yeah. about formula E.
1: Yeah, so another big thing that happens is you um, always
0: want to talk about Formula Formula
1: right? E. I love it so much. We're gonna we're gonna have a race in Montreal in twenty sixteen.
0: I already have been invited. I can't wait. hmm hmm Um
1: so there were questions about whether or not the race in Battersea Park in London were gonna go ahead this coming year. Um just because the residents and the board around there were kind of opposed to it and it everyone
0: was, hates it. Washy,
1: was I mean list. Personally, I didn't really care either way. I went last year and I didn't think that the spectator areas were set up very well. Um, you know, the whole thing is it's a park. It's full of trees. You can't see anything. Um, the racing itself was pretty good. But, you know, as a, as a spectator, I thought they could have done a lot better. But again, like if you have but two that's, three...
0: But that's also the same story with so many races when they're done for the first time.
1: Right, exactly. I was just going to say that if you give the race a couple years to kind of figure itself out, even even I'm sure this coming year it'll be a lot better. Um, but they had that meeting tonight, and they decided that I guess the board of whatever area Battersea is in um, it decided that they're going to go ahead with the race. And the next time that they could potentially like vote against it again is like mid 2017, so it should be there for the next two years at least, which is good. So you got I mean, some time. You get some time. You get some consistency. Um, a couple other races are, are in question for this coming summer. Berlin, specifically. Um, that race yep. was held last year at the one of the, I think, the Tempelhof Airport,
0: which is yep. currently where so refugees are being put. Airport.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's being used to house refugees right now, so they're probably not going to be able to hold it there if that situation stands, which it probably will. Uh, Look, of so, all
0: the situations they could have a race cancelled, I think that's the that's one you're okay with.
1: I think they're they're not so much looking at cancelling it as moving it to a different part of Berlin. Which, I mean, these are supposed to be street circuits anyway, and that was the only one sure. that wasn't like. It's yeah. an airport race. It's not very mm. – it actually wasn't very exciting last year anyway. It's
0: a little bit – I think Formula E is also a little bit easier to move tracks around the oh, same yeah. city rather than F1.
1: Especially where, like, yeah, you need a little while to set up. But, I mean, in Long Beach, they were setting up the track on the Thursday before the race. So you really only need to shut the area down for a couple days. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with that. Should be good.
0: I'm looking forward to there being the race in Montreal. Hopefully that we can get up to you next year. That sounds. Excellent. I mean, costs. hope it's coming. I would
1: hope it's probably not going to be at the Gilles Villeneuve circuit. It would probably be in downtown Montreal somewhere,
0: which would be great. Would be awesome. Montreal is a wonderful city. So mm-hmm. I look forward to that. Like you do. Um, Global Rally Cross. I'm, I'm literally – we have a list here of all these other series of things that are happening. It's coming to the – it's the business end of the season at the moment with all of these kind of sports, excluding FE, who's like, hey, we'll just – We're just going to race on the off-season
1: piece. to, you know, keep our popularity going. Um, Global
0: Rally Cross. Yeah. Team America, Scott Speed. So, you know what was really but, funny? It was By the way, how, how, how Scott Speed has to be the best name in motorsports
1: easily Scott Speed Kim and willpower like those are the Kim, two best Kim,
0: Will willpower and courtney force yes who just got married who is now courtney rahul yeah which is less cool but still <laughs> think out, think out. i already want them to have children that race cars
1: um same uh they actually you know what there was a really good article about this um about two weeks ago where they were talking to both of them about whether the kid would be an indy car driver or a funny car driver uh, funny car being drag racing, and uh, oh my god, it was the funniest thing ever. Um, but yeah, they IndyCar was posting all the pictures of their wedding, and it was really cute. And yeah, that's it's good for them. It's good. Um, but yeah, Global Rallycross. So that race was immediately before, I think before, um, yeah, right before the second um, Formula E race of the season in Pujahaya. Um and it was in Las Vegas. So Nelson PK Jr. basically went from the global Rallycross race, flew to Putrahaya, and had to do qualifying like the next day. Jeez. So you know Jet what lag. A, what a guy. <laughs> um yeah, Scott Speed won the championship. It was really good. It was between him and his teammate. Um he drives the Volkswagen Andretti car, which is, you know, all the Andretti. Is Andretti got
0: a car in every single I'm pretty sure they do,
1: except for Formula One. Like
0: Formula E. NASCAR,
1: yep, IndyCar, Global Rallycross, basically everything that happens over here at some point in the season except Formula One, so that's fine. I don't know if they do IMSA. I should look that up. They probably do. Um, whatever, it's fine. But yeah, so I had never really watched much Global Rallycross. Like, I've caught it on TV when it's on after other stuff before, but I actually watched this race from start to finish, and, um, it was really cool. It's, it's, it was a whole track just set up in Las Vegas for this race. Um, you know, it's a pretty short track, but it was, it was pouring down rain, you know, it never rains out there. Of course it rains the one day of this race and it it looks like, I don't even know how to describe it. There's a jump in the course. Like you have to take your car over a jump and there was so much mud and it was just unbelievable. Like you can crash your car into other cars and it's like, you know, mud bumper cars for, you know, it's it was good. It was so good. And then Scott Speed won, <laughs> and that was it. Oh. America. America. I just I love when America does
0: things. It's the best. So you love when America does things. <clears throat> I love when Australia does things. And I'm now going to talk about Mark Webber winning a Formula FIA WEC Championship. With 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 Brendan Hartley, Pride of New Zealand, and Timo Bernhardt, and they won the FIA WEC LPM1 slash All Category Driver Title. Yes, it all look it almost it almost got Mark Webber away from them. It almost. <laughs> you come down to the last thirty minutes. They're in fifth. Ah, uh, the Audi is in second. Uh, they need to finish six or higher if if the Audi finishes in second to win it, and the car has to get carted into the garage because there's a problem with the alternator. And I'm like, following on Twitter, and all I can think of is this is how it always ends because this is because Mark I'm Weber. <laughs> and, and some and some people just don't get nice things. And Mark Weber is one of them when it comes to winning championships. And I was like, no, come on. You can't. Oh, God. Look, no, get back out. Okay, you're in fifth. You just got to stay in fifth. As long as that portion one stays in one, like, so, and then they cross the finish line. And, the, and I think, like, the FIA Weck Twitter handle is like, checkered flag. And then it's silent for like four minutes. Oh, God. And I'm like, you what have to finish the race. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, Webber Hartley Bernard, FIA Weck driver's champion and I was just like okay good I can go back to doing actual productive things with my life now
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no that's good that's good for him to finally actually do the thing
0: I loved I kind of really enjoyed the weekend because we had GP2 as well um GP3 and GP2 race in conjunction with FIA this this uh weekend in Sahia in Sahia, Bahrain which is the only FIA GP2-3 weekend that isn't uh, doesn't get done with uh, F, uh, F1 because the actual Bahrain race in F1 is before, I think the GP23 season starts. No, so
1: they, they do two races, in, in,
0: Bahrain, they do two races yep. in Bahrain. Okay. Oh, do they open the season in Bahrain in GP23? Yes. Cause they yep. test and then they go like that. So it's kind of cool to see it with a different, a different car, like different setup. So that, that was kind of cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Gives them some, some, some stuff there, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, did Porsche do the double after only being back in formula, in formula, I just want to call it formula one or formula. (laughs) Formula Uh, WEC. Formula WEC. They've been back in formula WEC for two seasons. This (laughs) being their second season and they've won the constructors and the driver championship. So I think that's probably a pretty successful return to the sport. Yeah. It's not
1: bad. That's honestly not too bad.
0: We also saw uh, FAA WEC driver, Alexander Ruiz retire. Oh yeah. Um, he mean, rumor, the, rumored rumored, boss. the rumored new ma- mana boss but i believe the it's rumor is happening. now that he said no he doesn't want to have to deal with mana so potential weck bo- uh, potential uh boss for something else at the moment i think he's just going to stay is he still head of the fia drivers
1: the gpda i believe so yeah.
0: yeah i think he's probably going to stay at that for a while uh then maybe move into being the boss of a team that's
1: not
0: less, manor less of a shit show I weep. <laughs> that's the thing I, manor isn't a shit show at the moment because it has graham loudon and john booth you take them both out of it and then it, it,
1: yeah and they're gone for next year so that's gonna be Uh-oh. not
0: good and lpm2 champion sam bird that guy that guy
1: yeah me the e-driver sandbird it was good i i i like him he's he's a nice guy
0: i like everybody yeah
1: he also won a race in london when i was there so that was pretty cool
0: yeah you're Um, like i like this guy i'm like i pretty much i'm you know you know how when you've got to find a reason to like someone i'm like the opposite you've got to give me like a really good reason to dislike them otherwise i'm like hey yeah no that's
1: not how i work at all i love (laughs) everybody I hate everyone unless I am given a good reason not this to. This is what happens um, when
0: you spend 8 years working at governing bodies. You're like, I need to find a reason to like everything. Yeah,
1: no.
0: So that that's that's the category we we formally call as other series bullshit.
1: <laughs> I'm still mad about that Team America's thing. Like I can't get over this. There wasn't one other American they thing. Yeah,
0: on the big picture it. of things you should be indignant about. Race of champions is literally (laughs) at the bottom of the list. It's not even a legitimate competition. It's a harmless
1: thing for me to get mad about, okay? Just let me have this.
0: Let me have my rage.
1: I need it. I need my sports hate. It's very important.
0: So moving on from other series bullshit, we should wrap this up with other general F1 bullshit. It's (laughs) literally... This is literally the name of the heading on our document. We have three other headings. We have, we, we have yes, last sure. race tonight, other series bullshit, and F1 bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. What has happened in F1 lately? Well, this is this race coming up. Yeah, Abu Dhabi coming up. We're actually going to record a goddamn podcast together. We are like, going for to real. In
0: the same place to watch both qualifying and the race. And you're going to fucking make me get up on Sunday morning, aren't you, to watch goddamn GP2, aren't you?
1: Oh my god oh. yes i am yes i goddamn am it. it's gonna it. be
0: beautiful yes you are <laughs> I already mentioned fact me that you're going to wake me up and I'm going to be asleep beside you on the couch while you watch Alex Rusty. And you'll be like, he's doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, but
1: really, the more important race is on Saturday. Also, oh, look at this. Um, our friend RJ is posting in our little chat room next to here. There are already pictures of Stoppel Van testing in Japan. Yes,
0: he is testing the Super Formula 14 car. It is very nice. And if I was Kevin Magnussen, I would set him all on fire. <laughs> but it'll be Me great. Cecil is going to be racing, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I don't know what the uh, super formula looks like. I do know Andre Loderet, I think, still races it in conjunction with WEC, uh when he's not being all like Audi Andre. Um, but we have Romain Grosjean's last race for Lotus after, what, yeah. 12 years associated with the team? A, A very long ass time. I think it's
1: 10 years. I think he was saying his first time at that building was 2005. But that's still that's a long time, man.
0: In motorsports, that's practically an like that's a lifetime.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've got GP two this weekend too. As you were just saying, um, my my guy Alex Rossi didn't really do much last weekend because some asshole didn't take the apex properly and clipped
0: the front of his car. Alex, Alex Rossi shouldn't have been where Alex Rossi was. No, that's
1: a lie. That's a lie. I will fight you. Um... <laughs> So that happened. Um, he had to fight his way back up from 21st in the second race and didn't really do much. Um, wait,
0: wait, whereas Team Mitch Evans both got killed exactly. and won a race. Garbage. So Garbage can hada, on the podium. You hate I can go over into that corner over there, Ugh. Ugh. which is reserved which for people who aren't lucky enough to call Australia or New Zealand home. Or I don't understand how you can claim from. both of
1: them considering they don't like each other.
0: Because I have a passport to both of them.
1: That's rude.
0: That's hella rude. How is it hella rude? My mother is a New Zealander.
1: <laughs> Sounds like you probably I,
0: um. I grew up on the All Blacks. Yeah. I used to up able to name more All Blacks than Wallabies and it was also because the All Blacks were really good and they still right. really good. You're a goddamn frontrunner
1: is what you're trying to say here.
0: See, I, I, grew, I grew up on the All Blacks because that's what my mother, was, my mother had grown up on. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. mother wasn't an Australian and neither, neither was my father so when they were like Australia, it was also kind of like, well, we don't really speak this here. country. <laughs> we yeah. live here, but
1: um, yeah, Abu Dhabi. I'm glad we're yeah. going
0: to be able to record a podcast together. Me too. Me too.
1: I will actually get to punch you in person instead of just yelling at you on the on the, the radio thingy. You're not um, the only
0: one that can fight on this podcast. Remember yeah. that.
1: Um, I'm also really glad that Abu Dhabi isn't going to be super dramatic and awful like it was last year because I don't really have the energy. energy.
0: I'm really looking forward to the fireworks that they let off at the end as the winner crosses the thing. That is my favorite part of the Abu Dhabi. <laughs> the fireworks that, at I think the Singapore end. Singapore has it as well. It's my yep. favorite. It's like. Psh-
1: very good
0: very good so sound effects there we're gonna um, record we're gonna record a, a podcast about the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix hopefully we're also gonna record a bit of a season recap looking forward to 2016 kind of thing because the schedule next year is totally different and we need to talk about that because <laughs> we do. because Russia is like the fourth race of the year Ugh,
1: I didn't. oh yeah it's right before Canada isn't it or something like that. I don't
0: know. Something I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. It literally goes like, I think it goes Australia, Bahrain, China, Russia.
1: Oh, weird.
0: Yeah, because yeah. Malaysia, um, Malaysia is when the they end. go to Singapore. Yeah. 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 But which it's not back to back. Which makes sense.
1: It's not back to back, though, mm. which is dumb. There's like two weeks in between them. There's also two weeks in between the US and Mexico, which is hella annoying. Yeah. Because um,
0: you're like, I, can't I, wanted I just go to do a... both.
1: <laughs> I wanted to do both of them, and now I can't. But whatever.
0: It is what fine. it is. It's fine. Um, uh, someone also points out that potentially Lotus's last race is Lotus. We may have Renault next year.
1: If that actually you know. If ends. that happens.
0: If Lotus gets yeah. their shit together, which is doubtful. Because one thing we have learned this season is teams that don't have their shit together, Lotus tends to
1: continue not to have their shit together. Well, Lotus um, and
0: Sauber. Teams that don't remember to give their test drivers the appropriate number of days that they are contractually obliged to, Lotus and Selba. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm also really curious to see what Red Bull does for their engine. Cu-
0: yep. Curious to see how the Red Bull circus ends. Curious to see if Sahara Force India turn into like Aston, Aston Martin, Martin Force, Force, India, Force India Mercedes or whatever they're going to be. Aston Martin Force so- India Mercedes Renault Ferrari Blue Green Kingfisher. Yes.
1: Oh, I wore my Force India jacket to work the other day. And my two co-workers who are actually from India were like, why why are you wearing our flag? I was like, oh, <laughs> it's, just, it's my F1 team. It's... One of my F1 teams. I bought this in Austria because it was cold and I didn't bring a real coat. Okay?
0: It's cold. I'm not wearing it for <laughs> style because the Indian flag is not very... It's
1: I, like, I happen to like orange and green. Like, I think it's nice. Listen, shut up.
0: <laughs> That's why I'm the fashion person on this podcast whatever Sasky whatever well anyway anything else to talk about Sarah Connors I think that's it I think we're good
1: I think we'll see you on uh, on Monday which is not even a week away so we'll
0: see you next week I will be seeing you on Friday
1: yeah it's three days from now hell yeah finally
0: Yay! yeah like let's see how long how long has it been since we've seen each other in person
1: since the NHL draft in
0: 2012 Okay, so it's been nearly four years. Yes. Okay. I'm still short, FYI. I know,
1: I'm still short. We're going to have to take, like, 19 selfies. Like, we're going to have to do the thing.
0: Okay, that's That's a deal. That's a deal. So, for this last episode of the Grid Girls Formula One section where we're not in the same place, I'm Saskia Stewart. (laughs) And I'm Sarah Connors. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.